0: I've bet you felt this way before. Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. My brother-in-law described it well a few years ago when he was at the end of a very long journey to become a doctor. He invested years preparing to practice, completed his medical degree, residency, and even a year-long fellowship. He rightly received the title of doctor in a new white coat bearing that title. Obviously, he did the work. He learned and accomplished many things. Yet, when he walked into that examining room to meet his first patient on his own, as a newly minted doctor, he felt like an imposter, akin to like a baby giraffe trying to find its footing for the first time. Have you ever had that feeling in your life? When you've accomplished something or were approved by some board or some person, or maybe you were in the corner office And it just didn't feel right. Or perhaps you were chosen by a person. And there you are, still thinking they might discover who you really are. And you might be like the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. Type in the chat your experience if you've ever dealt with that. I've heard imposter syndrome with regard to spirituality too. When a person begins attending church or becomes a disciple of Jesus, or they're selected to lead or be a church volunteer, they think they're an imposter. I've heard it after someone's been baptized and given their life to Jesus. They're, they prepare, they learn, they experienced that they are forgiven, that God's grace is enough, but they still feel like slipping on that white coat for the first time. We're in the last Sunday of the Rise series. And when we started this journey, we made a bold proclamation that all of us were powerless over something in our lives and we could look at that. And by walking through these steps with Jesus, you'd experience resurrection, that we would rise here and now. By God's power, we would experience some peace with God, ourselves, and others through this methodical discipleship plan of the 12 steps. Imposter syndrome can also be experienced when you finish steps one through nine, because transcending powerlessness doesn't always look powerful. I want you to absorb the words that people read from the AA literature right after completing the first nine steps. And they're often read at the beginning of a 12-step meeting. Here you go. Ready? If we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we are halfway through. We'll know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity, and we will know peace. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our own experience will benefit others. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Our whole attitude and outlook on life will change. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. And we will intuitively know how to handle situations that used to baffle us, and we will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we can't do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. Pretty powerful stuff, huh? A new freedom, a new happiness. Peace. Sound good? It is. And I want to tell you that this is the experience of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. This peace is possible when we clean up our relationship with God, ourselves, and others. So let's get to the Scripture. John's Scripture is sometimes referred to as Jesus' farewell discourse. He's in Jerusalem preparing the disciples, who don't understand what the heck's going on and what's coming, for his continuing work to lead when he's gone. Verse three, Jesus proclaims, you have already been cleansed. Perhaps that's a white coat moment for the disciples. And if not there, just a few days later. If you've embraced the journey to follow Jesus and surrender to his grace, I want to boldly proclaim what Jesus says to you. I want you to hear it. And hopefully you could hear it clearly, not only in your ears, but in your heart. Friend, you have been cleansed. Say this with me, and I mean it even being at home. I have been cleansed. The channel between you and God is clear. You have examined yourself, your past, your character soberly with clear thinking and know yourself more. You've asked God to remove every branch in you that bears no fruit. You've let God prune you down a bit, and you have cleaned up your relationships, making things right that you are responsible for. Like you heard in the video, you have created a deeper relationship with God, yourself, and your neighbor. That's like salvation. And even with those people you don't even like or who have wronged you. And with God's help, you have created peace. There's a white coat with your name on it. It's time for you to put it on. You're not an imposter because of Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus says to the disciples, which means you and me as well, that to remain clean and to bear fruit, we must abide. Verse four says, abide in me as I abide in you, just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. We are saved once, but remaining in Christ is a lifelong journey. The word abide is manno, and it is a verb. It means to remain, sojourn, endure. Jesus implies that the disciples can abide even when stuff is hard, even when others have done wrong, perpetrated violence, and tragedies like we've experienced this week. When things look the darkest, they can live in peace and bear fruit if they abide. And they're gonna need this word as they prepare to move forward without Jesus. So how do we do it? So steps 10 through 12 show us a way to abide. They provide practical ways to keep the peace with God, ourselves, and others. Keep going, grow our connection with God and share what we found with others. By the end of the day, my hope is you'll live a pattern or at least try a pattern that allows you to get comfortable in that white coat, to shed this imposter syndrome and to continue the windy journey to love God, to love others and yes, to love yourself more. You are ready. So here's how, review, upgrade, share. Say that with me, review, upgrade, share. Step 10 basically suggests that we should complete a daily inventory every day. doesn't have to be long, three to five minutes tops. You think about your day, when you screw up, you make it right quickly. This is how we persevere in love. And if we don't, Jesus says, what what happens? We wither. Ephesians says it like this, be angry, but don't sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and do not make room for the devil. Don't let your resentment, your hurt or your anger go unaddressed. That doesn't mean you don't feel it. doesn't mean you don't deal with it. But to keep peace, we can't let it infest our soul as it allows room for temptation, moral superiority, and the seeds of hate, all of which can lead us astray. Unresolved anger is a spiritual disease, and the Rise booklet can give you some ways to do step 10. Check it out. Second, upgrade your software. What does that mean? Step 11 increases our connection, our conscious contact with God through daily prayer and meditation, words and not words. The God revealed in Jesus Christ desires deep, intimate relationship with you and prayer meditation facilitates that. Jesus said in verse seven, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This isn't health and wealth gospel stuff. Step 11 suggests that you pray only for knowledge of God's will and the power to carry it out. Here's another way to think about it. God has removed all the viruses that were infecting our computer software, right? Or our living. And now we are clean and we can hear and listen more clearly to know what to ask for. So don't pray and meditate once in a while, but create a regular practice. Again, the booklet offers some options. Lastly, Share your story. Step 12 says, to keep it, you got to give it away. Your relationship with Jesus Christ in the church isn't a private deal, it isn't to be kept to yourself. God has saved you, made you clean, and called you to bear fruit in Jesus' name. And here's the thing any hurts, habits, hangups, addictions, character flaws, all that stuff doesn't have the power it once did over you. Step 12 says, that you have had a spiritual awakening as a result of doing steps one through 11, and you are ready to share what you found in God. And your powerlessness is now the source of power and you can more fully love. Here's verse 10. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Even if you haven't done the steps, even if you haven't followed around, you can share with others what you have found in Jesus when they ask or when they are suffering. You can share your story without being judgy or annoying. People will see the change in you and you have something to share. Here's why this is important and it is important. If you don't abide, your branches bear no fruit. Worse, this is what Jesus says, that those withered, and useless branches will be gathered and thrown into a fire and burned. Lack of peace will reign. But when we abide together, as we endure and keep stumbling towards the light, you make God's love real and God will be glorified. And better yet, Jesus says this, this is pretty cool. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Jesus' joy will reside in you and your joy will be complete. That's some good news right there. So here's how you can put this into practice today. Before you go to bed tonight, review your day. If you need a guide, go to the Rise booklet, turn to Step 10. Ask yourself what you did well. And if there's anyone with whom you're angry or if you messed up or did something wrong, make it right or commit to making it right the next day. Talk to God in your own voice and pray for knowledge of God's will and the power to carry it out. Explore Christian contemplative or meditation practice. And lastly, pray for someone who you could share your story with. In all these ways, you will be abiding in Jesus's love. So just this week, I grabbed one of these. Your coat has been given to you by the King of the Most High. And here's the thing not only because of what you've done, but because of what God has. And by so doing, God's love will be made real and you will have peace and your joy will be made complete. Let us pray. God, we give thanks for the uh, series of creating deeper relationship with you and others, and ourselves, help us to abide, help us to bear fruit, and remember that you are always available. Amen.